Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey friends, I am so excited to start a new series where we are going to be spotlighting different success stories that have come out of the prep program. This is going to be a great episode for you if you have been on the fence and you want to know that it's not just me out there that has been successful in doing this. You want to hear from real people who have gone through the program, who have found success outside of their current job or their current profession and have entered the world of freelancing and have taken the prep, launched their business, and have found success through that. And so that's what we're going to be doing over the next few months is highlighting these stories. And the first story that I'm so excited to share with you is Mara McDonald. And she is going to be sharing about how she was a high school teacher. She thought that's what she would be doing for the rest of her life. And after she had her daughter, she quickly realized that she wanted more time freedom. She wanted to be there for all the moments. And even though she had the green light from her husband to walk away from teaching, she wanted to pursue something that she was super passionate about and she was able to find that through freelancing. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Mara and for you to hear her story. It is such an empowering one. It's going to inspire you. So kick back, relax, put in those earbuds and let's go ahead and dive on in and meet Mara. Well, hey there, Mara. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. It is so nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So I would love for you just to share a little bit about who you are. Tell us about yourself, your family. Just give us all the fun personal things that we like to know. 
All right. So I am Mara McDonald. I am a mom of one beautiful daughter. I love her to death. Um, I am a former teacher. I taught at the high school level for about eight and a half years, taught economics, U.S. history, um, loved it, never imagined I would leave the profession. So like if you asked me even a year ago if I would leave, I would have said absolutely not because I just loved what I did. Um, but had my daughter and tried to get back after on leave and um, just realized it wasn't for me and my heart wasn't in it anymore. And that's not fair to the kids when your heart's not in it. So I started looking for other alternatives. I started like Googling like customer service jobs that you can do at home. I even looked into like being a um, crossing guard, which is <laughs> hilarious to me to even think about. Um, but I was just, I felt really desperate and felt like I really wanted to stay home with my, um, I didn't want to miss those early years of my children. So I was looking for absolutely anything and that's how I fell into this. And that's how I met you. Yeah. I can totally relate to that too. I was, I, it's it's so funny because you you go to college, you get the degree, you do all the things that you need to do, and you think, okay, like this is just what I'm going to do. And you accept that because it's like that's what everybody else does, so that's <laughs> what I have to do too. And you become a mom and you realize like you have these two worlds fighting against each other, right? Because you, you know, know that you have to provide for your family financially and you also spent all this money to get this job, you know, to have your degree. But at the same time too, you're like, but wait, I don't, I don't want to miss out on these moments. I don't want to miss their first time laughing or smiling or talking or walking. Um, and you shouldn't have to. So I can totally relate to that. Um, but it, it's also a hard thing to come to terms with. Did you, did you deal with any of that? Like, I spent all this money and I feel like this is a part of my identity and struggle with like the thought of walking away from it. I 100% struggled with walking away from it. I still struggle to this day at times because I really loved what I was doing. Um, I loved working with the students every single day. I love my coworkers. My administration was great. Like I almost felt stupid for leaving um, because like I was in such a great school and so many people would have loved to be in my position and I wasn't paying for childcare. Like my mom watched watched my daughter for me for free. So when I told my husband I didn't want to do it anymore, he was shocked, very supportive, but was shocked because he knew how much I love teaching. Um, and with teaching, you just feel like it's it's your identity. Like I always identified myself as a teacher. If somebody said, Hey, who are you? I would say, Oh, I'm a teacher. Um, I teach economics and US history, and I think that's a big problem leaving the profession is that a lot of people struggle to find themselves again. Um, and then adding that in with being a new mom for a long time, I really felt like I struggled trying to figure out who I am as a person and what my passion is and what I wanted to do with my life moving forward. Yeah. So, okay. Walk us through, you had your, you had your daughter, you're like thinking, okay, like I, I want to leave looking at all these different options. I'm sure we've all been there. Like I know that I had Googling like ways to make money from home, um, <laughs> going into mom Facebook groups, like tell me what I can do to, to make money from home. Like, do I have to sell soap on the side of the road? Like what, what's going to work? So how did you hear about freelancing? Like, was it through the searches that you were doing? So I was searching for anything. So I'm, I'm a really big fitness person. So I looked into like being a team beach body coach. Um, I, like I said, I looked into being a crossing guard and I'm looking back now and I'm like, that is so like, that's not me whatsoever. I thought, oh, I can go do crossing guard stuff from seven to 10. And then my mom can watch my kid and I can still get to see my daughter. Um, 
And then I started looking up like remote jobs. What can I do at home? And I got a lot of customer service jobs, but it was like a typical nine to five still. I was still behind the computer. I was locked in and I wasn't really going to spend the time with my daughter that I was hoping. And my my husband was on board for me just to leave. We didn't need to replace my teaching income. Um, we were fortunate enough with that. He's like, if you don't want to be there, just leave. So I was fully ready just to leave. And I was scrolling through TikTok one day. And I guess because of the algorithm and me looking up work from home jobs, um, I saw like you dancing on the screen. And I was super intrigued <laughs> because I love TikTok dances. Um, and then you were talking about being a virtual assistant. So when I saw that, it was actually in probably, I would say probably June. So at that point, I still, like it was in the back of my mind that I was thinking about leaving, um, but I wasn't determined. So I saw that and I remembered seeing that. um, So fast forward to probably September, October-ish, I decided after spending a couple months in the classroom, I was like, yeah, I can't do this. And so I was like, oh, I remember seeing that TikTok dance. Um, there was that girl and she was really good at the dance. And oh, gosh. Good information. <laughs> I don't believe that, Mara. <laughs> so I um, I actually went back on TikTok and I literally like stalked TikTok for like two hours trying to find you again. Because I was like, I remember I saw something and I found you. And from there, it was just, I, I just went with it. So I... um. I found your TikTok and then I clicked on the link in your TikTok and it took me to your free Facebook group. Um, And from there, I said to my husband, I was like, all right, you're going to think I'm crazy. He's like, all right, let's hear it. And I said, I think I want to start my own business. And he goes, what? You're just going to throw that out there that you're just going to start a business. I was like, yeah. And I told him how I saw somebody on TikTok doing dances and I sounded even more crazy. Um, (laughs) And he, God bless him. He is so supportive because he just looked at me and was like, this is the most passionate you've sounded in a long time. And he's like, I think this is what you should do. And he said, how do we do this? So I said, she has a course um, called the prep. And I think I want to invest in it. And he said, go for it. Why not use your teaching job to help you support starting up your business? And so that's what I did. I joined the prep and I was like, an A plus student where I literally bought a binder. I printed out everything and I put it in the binder with like tabs and I like checked it off as I went, um, <laughs> followed it to the T. And then I announced, I was very nervous to announce my business on my social media um, because all my coworkers followed me. And at this point, nobody had any clue I was even considering like leaving the profession. And I knew once I announced this with my new addition to my family, that the writing was, it was on the walls. They wouldn't know. Um, But I did. I announced it. And as soon as I announced it on my social media page, that's when I started to see a lot of success. And it wasn't necessarily because I was getting clients from my friends, but it was because I was now stepping into my power and I was being passionate about something and I was no longer hiding behind the scenes. Um, And it started to attract people to my business and it started to take off from there. And um, I was very fortunate that I launched my business in October and then come December, I already had replaced my teaching income. Um, Come January, I was then doing, I found that I was thinking about my side job at this point, which is virtual assisting at my regular nine to five. And that's when I knew it was time to leave when I was now treating my business like a full-time job. So I left January 18th after launching my business, October 18th. 
Um, and ever since, and I have now doubled my teaching income and I'm feeling super, super blessed because I get to spend my days with my daughter, like I always dreamed of. And then my evenings working. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I have, I have like so many directions that I want to go, but I'm just. <laughs> go for it. I know I just laid out a whole bunch of information. No, I'm just like, <laughs> number one, I'm just so proud of you and just hearing your story and hearing your determination and like how, even though things were scary for you, like you knew if you didn't do this now, like then it just, it was going to continue, like it would never feel less scary. So you just had to, had to do it. And, um, Okay. So talk me through, I know that you were like, you were worried about like announcing it and then like talk me through when you actually decided that you were going to leave. Like, how did that go for you? So knowing I was going to leave, I was absolutely petrified. I remember walking into my boss's office and I just sat down and just bawled my eyes out. And she looked at me and she's like, you're leaving us, aren't you? And I was like, I am. Um, It was very scary because teaching is all I knew. Um, I student taught in the school that I got my job in. So I went from college to student teaching and then got my full-time job with them. So the people there were literally family to me. Um, but I remember I decided I was going to put in my resignation on December 22nd because Christmas break started December 23rd. And I was like, all right, I want to do this before the break. Um, cause at a high school level we have semesters. So I was going to get new kids January 18th. So I wanted to finish out the semester with my current students. That way they had a smooth transition. So I just remember walking down there and telling my boss, I bawled my eyes out, like literally like a little baby. Like I'm pretty sure I sobbed in her office and she asked me a question and that's when I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing. And she didn't mean it in a bad way, but she looked at me and said, I just want to make sure you know what you're doing. She was like, this is something you're an amazing teacher. This is something you have worked very hard for. And I want to make sure you know what you're giving up. And I looked at her and I said, I know. And I said, I, and she said, freelancing isn't guaranteed. I just want to make sure you know. And I said, I know, but there's no amount of money that is going to sacrifice, like that I am willing to sacrifice time with my daughter. And I looked at her and I said, and this is something that if I look back on and I didn't try to do, I would regret. And I said, teaching will always be there. My Nobody can ever take my degrees away, but my family is going to grow and I want to try this. Mm, I just, I have goosebumps like listening to that because I feel so passionate about everything that you said that number one, like I, I truly believe this. Like, yes, maybe there are some things that we look back in our life and we're like, oh, was that the smartest decision? Probably not. But did it teach you something? Did you learn from it? Did you grow from it? Yeah, most likely. So I don't think that there's really anything that you'll get to the end of your life and really, truly like regret doing. But I think that there's a lot of things that you'll get to your under, end of your life and wish that you would have tried, but because you were too scared or you were worried about what other people were going to think, or because you had other people who maybe didn't get it, um, didn't understand the, your reasoning behind it, um, that holds you back. So I mm-hmm. applaud you for, for, for standing up. Cause I, <laughs> I, I know that like, I, I remember feeling that way and feeling like people were like, who does she think? I mean, I still have people who like, I've been doing this for three and a half years now. I still have people every time, like the new school year rolls around, they're like, so heading back to the class classroom this year. I'm like, (laughs) nope, nope. Still doing the business thing. Like, and I always, I think for me, a big turning point was I, I led with that where it was like, 
oh, your teaching's always going to be here. Like I can always go back. Like maybe when my boys are in school, I'll, I'll go back. And like, I think the turning point for me was when I really said, no, I'm not. Like I'm, I'm going to find a way to, you know, even if all this crumbles to the ground, like I will find a way to make entrepreneurship, business owning, be my own boss. Like I will find a way to make that work because I've experienced too many of the perks that come with it. And of course, like it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like there's hard times for sure, but the benefits of it outweigh anything that I will figure out a way to make this work so that I can continue to live this life where I'm in the driver's seat. Like I'm the one. And, And even too, like, like you mentioned before you press record, like your, your parents are there to still like help you. Like, it's not like you're saying, I'm never going to take my eye off my daughter, but it's now it's on your, you have the, you hold the reins, you make the choices. Like my boys, you know, like now my oldest is in full-time school, he's in pre-K, but my youngest does a little nursery school a couple times a week, but that's not out of necessity. Like that's because that, right. that was a choice. And it was, it was something that I always envisioned him going to, but I never would have been able to at my full-time job because the hours are from nine to 11. Like it wouldn't have worked. Right. And it's one of those things too, the way I viewed it when I made my decision was I wanted my daughter to see her mom doing what she thought was best, not making a decision out of fear. And if I stayed with teaching, that would have been, I love teaching, but it would have been making a decision out of fear. And I want to lead by example and show her that with hard work, dedication, you can make your dreams a reality. You don't have to be locked in with the typical nine to five. There are are other options. And I want her to see me doing that. I want to be a role model. And so I just knew this was the right move for me. And I'm a big person. I'm a big believer in like, you're on a journey and you're on your path and you're going to find that path. And I think teaching really put me on the path of what I'm doing now. And I credit teaching for getting me where I am now because I have that hard work. I have that dedication. I am now skilled with talking to people and I'm used to working hard and not giving up because with teaching, you can make lesson plans that you think is amazing and then it flops. And the same thing can happen with business. Business, like you said, isn't all rainbows and butterflies. So I think teaching has really shaped me into being a good business owner. Um, And now I'm taking that passion of teaching and I'm moving into, I have a blogging company and I'm moving into coaching myself. So I'm still using my skills as a teacher and that's what I love. Yeah, I love to see the evolution of where we can, where you can take your business to and like where you get started to. Like, th- that's something I think a lot holds a lot of people back to is think like they have to get it right on the first try. Like, I have to get the services right and I have to get this right and my pr- like everything. And it's like, th- this is an evolution. Like, where you start is definitely not going to be where you end up. Mm-hmm. I think the key is just getting started and learning through that process because you're going to learn as you go. You're going to learn, like, oh, I-, I thought I really loved this service, but you know, it's not for me. And I really did not even think that this would be something I would enjoy, but because I started doing it, like now I love it and that's where I want to specialize. So, um, yeah, it's all, all about getting started. hundred percent. Like when I started, um, I launched my business kind of like a general VA. I was willing to take on any clients. Um, I just really wanted to really learn what my passions were. And from there I moved into social media management and it was not what I was expecting. Um, So I changed gears and I went into copywriting and from copywriting, I really niched down into blogging and that's where I have my blogging company. Um, And then from my blogging company, I still have that I'm running it, but there was a part of me that felt like something was missing and that part was the teaching aspect. And so that's why I'm now moving into coaching as well as blogging company. Love it. Okay. So we're going to dive into all of that. 
Um, cause I think that that is such, such a cool evolution of like how you basically just blown up into what you're doing now. Um, but what would you say was like the biggest win for you from taking the prep? What did you think that like, if you had to pinpoint one thing from that, um, what would you say that was? So I think most people would expect me to say the, like being able to leave my nine to five, but I would argue that was confidence because this was something once I, once I had this idea in my head, I knew this is the direction I wanted to go. Um, but I didn't know how to do it. And with the prep, it really gave me the confidence and kind of that handholding in a way that gets you started with having a business. And if I didn't have the prep, I know for a fact, I wouldn't have known how to get my LLC. I want to have known what an EIN number is. Um, I want to have known setting up a portfolio or even what Canva is. And so the prep really gave me the confidence in myself to be able to grow. Um, and yes, a huge benefit was that because of the prep, I was able to leave my nine to five. I passed my teaching income. Um, I'm now like doubling my teacher income. However, the biggest win I would take from the prep is confidence that it instilled in me. I love that. And sometimes like we don't like, sometimes it's like hard to even put your finger on that, right? Cause you're like, is that really like a tangible thing? But I, I think you're right in saying too, like, you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I created this program too, because I wanted to be able, like I have, I have done some things really great in my business and I have done some things that were not so great. And I'm like, if I can just save somebody who, who has that same dream, who has that same desire of wanting to provide for their family, but also be at home and create their own schedule. If I can help them navigate that a little bit faster, because like you said, like you might not even have known like, oh, I need an EIN number um, because you don't know what you don't know. So being able to have that roadmap can save you so much time, save you so much headache and help you get started way faster. And like Mm -hmm. you said, give you that confidence to actually get this thing off the ground um, in that short time frame. Absolutely. And the one thing I've learned throughout my whole business career so far, I mean, I'm still in the beginning stages, is that you should always invest in yourself. You're never going to regret investing in yourself because you ask for other people to invest in you all the time um, by being by getting clients. And in order for you to grow, you just have to trust yourself and trust, yes, you might be spending money. And yes, it's a scary thing to do when you're spending money that you might not necessarily think you have, especially when you leave your nine to five. But every time you invest in yourself, that money is going to come back to you doubled or tripled. I love that. The way that you put that too is like we we're asking people to invest in us to like outsource pieces of their business. So if we want like it's it's the same way, like how can we ask other people to invest in us if we're not willing to take that investment and take that step in ourselves to invest, to have the skills or to be more efficient or just to have the right pieces in place, like having a really great onboarding system. So um, I love that you mentioned that too. Okay, so now I want to I want to dive into your blogging company because I'm so fascinated by how you did this. So walk us through what that looks like and what services you offer to clients. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with my blogging company, it really started because I was really focused on copywriting in general. Um, and then I found that most of the success my clients were getting from me at least was through blogging. Um, and I enjoyed blogging. I enjoy researching. I enjoy writing. So I really niched down into blogging. And basically what I do is I um, specialize in keyword research or SEO, writing blogs for search engine optimization. And keyword research is so important when you're writing blogs because if you're not 
making sure that you are answering the questions that your audience has, um, nobody's going to find your blog because every time somebody Googles a question and there's like a stat out there, it's like four or five times a day, one person will look up a question on Google. I even looked up on Google today, like how to sign into Zen, um, caster, whatever this is called. So every time you type in a question, a blog comes up. And so you want to make sure that you're doing these keyword research. That way your blog comes up when your audience is looking for a specific topic. And so that's what I specialized in was helping these businesses, um, whether they're service providers, coaches themselves, or um, I work with a lot of product-based, basically taking their topics that they want to talk about. And I do the keyword research from the back end, and I make sure that their blogs are all search engine optimized. Um, I include external and internal links. And the reason behind that is each time somebody links to your site or clicks on your site, then you have an increase in your domain authority. And domain authority is basically how Google promotes you. If you don't have a high domain authority, then Google is not going to show your blogs and your content um, online because they want to make sure they're promoting what people want to see. So my blogging company really specializes in that. And we also use Pinterest to help drive traffic to blogs as well. Um, and I love it. So we have three different packages with my blogging company. One is Pinterest management. And that's when people write their own blogs, but they don't understand necessarily the importance of keyword research, or they don't have the time to do keyword research. Um, so then they write the blogs and they give me the information and then I add in keywords and I optimize it. We do writing. So we just, people give us topics and we write the blogs ourselves and upload them. And then we do blogging with Pinterest as well. So that way we can help drive traffic to, um, drive traffic from Pinterest to their blogs. I love it. So now you have expanded, right? Like it's not just a one woman show anymore. It is not. I have hired, I have a team of two Pinterest managers and I have one copywriter on my team, um, hoping to bring on another copywriter soon. And I will also say all the people on my team are from your group, Aubrey, um, because they just, your, your group is just full of amazing women who just are so hardworking and I trust them. So, <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's so exciting. And I bet it fills your cup up to be like, I get to um, help support these women too and, and further their dreams of, you know, being their own boss too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. It's, it's really great. Um, especially since I think two out of the three women who work with me, they are teachers themselves. And so to be able to help other teachers really makes me happy because I understand where they are. Right. Um, so before I get to my last question, I really quick, just because I, you're, you've kind of jumped through a lot of these steps and have grown your business to what it is. And you're at the point where you're bringing people on. So what was that transition for you? Like, because not, I feel like it's definitely a scary thing to, okay, like I'm working with these clients and I'm bringing people on to also support in this too, um, which could, you could be looking at like, well, this is cutting into some of my profit too. Um, but like also you're taking on the role of like, now I'm kind of the, the manager. Like I have to manage these things. I have to manage the moving pieces in here and make sure everything's going great. Um, so what has that been like for you? Have you struggled with that or is that something that you feel like you stepped into naturally? So I did struggle with that. My fear was when I started taking on a team that I was going to be cutting into my profit margins. Um, and of course, when you have a team, you do need to pay your team. However, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where if you invest in yourself, you're going to see that money come back doubled or tripled. And so 
that's kind of the viewpoint I took um, when I started hiring a team is, although it's scary because now I'm not making as much money as I might have been, that by investing in a team, I'm really able to scale my business because before I could maybe handle five clients. Um, and now I can, it, it's endless. I can take on as many clients as I feel comfortable with and just keep on growing my team. And what I found is it's also very nice to collaborate. As a teacher, I am used to collaboration. And with my team, I've grown very close with them. Um, we talk all the time and even just like, just talking about anything random. So it's just nice to have women with you that you can kind of bounce ideas off of. And if you're having a rough day that you can just vent to them um, or if a client's being extremely difficult, you can say, hey, okay, what what do you think about this? Like, what am I, what can we do better kind of thing? So I found that hiring a team was the best thing for me. Um, and it was absolutely scary. And it's a a lot more difficult being a manager than I thought it would be. I thought I would be less like on the forefront, but instead every single day I have to check in um, with my team to make sure everything's operating. But I also find that I love doing it as well. And it gives me time to work on other things that I'm trying to do, such as coaching and making courses and programs. It gives me that freedom that I can continue to grow my business and find my passions like even more. Right. So one thing I would love to ask, because a lot of times, you know, you, when you're, you have your service, you're a one woman show, like you're the one that's executing it. So now that you have this team with you, how do you approach that with your clients when you get on that discovery call with them? Do you let them know, like, this is how it's going to work. I have a team of people and we all pull together. I would love for you to share that. Cause I think that's one thing that might scare some people off from, you know, not only like you said, you're cutting into your profit margins, but like, are clients going to like the fact that it's not just me completing the tasks or the projects? Absolutely. So that was a big worry of mine. And I've noticed that my the people I've talked to don't really seem to mind that I have a team. I do tell them upfront. I say, I run a blogging company. I have a team of women that help. Um, and what I let them know is that although they may be writing a blog or they may be doing the Pinterest. Everything does go through me. Every I still, I am the final say. So I read the blogs. I make sure it looks good and I send it to the client. So although it's a team of women, it is still going through you and you can still assure to your clients that it's going to be high quality and that you are the last say, basically. You are the person that's going to approve of it. And then for me, I also let my clients know that, Although I have a team, I am the only person that will have access to their account. So I upload the blogs myself. I go into Pinterest. I have the passwords and all of that. So that way uh, my clients feel comfortable that my team might be working behind the scenes, but I am still very much in the forefront and they don't have to worry about other people they don't necessarily know helping with the business. Love it. Okay. And then the last question I want to ask, just because I know that you've had so much success and you've been able to find these clients what would you say has been your number one driver for your marketing, for networking in your business? Oh, that's a good question. So when I started off, I really used Facebook groups. Um, but I have kind of deviated from Facebook groups. And now what I am really focusing on is Instagram and making a private community myself. So I've created like freebies and then I get people on my email list and I have a free Facebook group. And that really lets you um, nurture your 
your clients or your prospects a little bit more. Um, so they really get to know you on a personal level. And that's how you build those connections. And Facebook groups are great. It definitely is a great way to get people onto your private community. But I really found that Instagram for me and email list and free Facebook groups were really what transformed my business because I was able to make those more intimate connections with them. Love it. Okay, perfect. Well, this has all been great. I think before we start to wrap this up, I would love to ask you if you had any advice for somebody who is thinking about getting started or maybe they've been eyeing the prep, but they're like, I don't know, like it's it's a big investment and I don't know if I'm ready. What advice would you give them to maybe give them a little bit of encouragement? I would say just to go for it. Um, it's life is short and you need to do what makes you happy. And if I'm a big believer in trusting your intuition and again, that you're on a path and you're going to get on that path. So if there's something in the back of your head that's saying, I need to do this, I, this feels right, then why not try? Because the worst that's going to happen is you discover it's not for you. And then you're in the same position you're in now. Um, but the benefits outweigh it tenfold, where if you take this leap and you try something, what could your life look like six months from now? What could it look like one year from now? One year ago, I was sitting in my house um, with my newborn baby thinking I was going to go back to teaching. And now I've doubled my teaching income and I'm working three hours a day. So you don't know what your life could look like until you try. And so if you have something in the back of your mind and an itch that's saying, I need to try this, then just try it because investing in yourself is going to pay off. I love it. Such great advice. I so appreciate you for coming on and sharing your heart and for being so open and honest with us. And I know that this is going to help somebody who has been on the fence about starting and uh, hearing your success and what you've accomplished is just so empowering. So I love it, Mara. Will you let everybody know where they can come learn more about you and what you have to offer and your services? Absolutely. So um, the best way to get in touch with me is through Instagram, which is Mara McDonald, M-A-R-R-A dot McDonald, as in the fast food restaurant. Um, that's the best way to contact me. And from there, I have a link tree that leads you to my blogging services, my coaching services, and anything else that's coming in my way, because who knows what the future holds. Love it. Well, we will link all that up in the show notes too, so you can grab that easily. And I just want to thank you again for coming on. And um, it's been so nice chatting with you and hearing your story. It was so nice to be here. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.